I have, I have a really gross story to tell you. Okay. So well, I'm, I'm a really gross right. person. So I'm re- re- I was just gonna text it to you, but I wanted to do it vocally, and then I was like, I'm just gonna talk to you guys in like an hour anyway. Um, yeah. So I thought I'd wait. <laughs> and uh, so um, I'm reorganizing my house. Like I painted the living room yesterday and I hung a bunch of stuff up on the wall and the stuff that I chose to hang up, hang up on the wall was in other places in the house. Like mm-hmm. when I moved in, I just kind of like threw things up because you're unpacking and you throw things up, right? And then mm-hmm. I was like, no, they look really great here. So I kind of have like a gothy kind of thing going on in my living room right now. So mm-hmm. in, in my hallway going upstairs, I have on either side of my hallway window, I have two things. I've got these plates that are like, like fake antique plates with pictures of cats on them that are kind of like in Victorian dresses. And then Mm, I have mm -hmm. um, mounted heads and like one of them's real. And then a couple of them are just like the fake kind of stuffed heads. So I'm picking them all off the wall and I was like, Oh my God, these are so dusty. This is ridiculous. So I start dusting them and everything. And I take the one, his name's Wally. He is a jackalope from wall drug in south dakota and i take him off the wall and i was like oh my god he's filthy so i take the duster and i start dusting him and he's real he's a real taxidermed rabbit and his fur just starts like coming off in chunks from the thing and i'm hesitant with wally being in my existence anyway like it took yeah. me about a year to even touch him because he really scared me um so all this first starts coming up and i was like what the fuck so i look at it and it's literally covered in dead bugs ah. and like egg sacks and what? like so something got on it laid its eggs and they ate him all of the skin's gone it's just fucking fur <laughs> Oh my god! Literally walking around the house, just like that's so gross. And like you know me anyway, like I'm really sketchy with stuff like that. So I was just like, Like, yeah, losing my fucking mind. It was so disgusting. That's upsetting. So Wally's going in the garbage. Kind of cool that the fur stayed though interesting i feel like i have a story that would top that but like i'm not telling it on here it's disgusting well that's at least it wasn't like i found like maggots or something on it like that would have been disgusting i would have i would have thrown it would up. wouldn't it i yeah. might have I, shut up i might have fainted <laughs> um uh, pretty gross but we've been having like random flies in the house and we're like where are these flies coming from it's winter and i feel like i've told this story before on here where we had a joke that my neighbor killed his wife and that they were <laughs> flies from her body you know how you joke when you listen to too much true crime podcasts. i was gonna say too many so like it used to be a joke because our neighbor's wife yeah. just disappeared one day she never i've never i haven't seen her and then they moved out but it was like a year i didn't see her for a year just him so every time i'd see him i'd be like where's your um and all of these flies and we're like there's something weird like there's something rotten something's going on there's yeah. nothing in the house like it Turns must have been the guys. stuff on wally must have it, it was wally all along the call was, was coming wally from inside the house <laughs> <laughs> the wally so that's amazing so gross the flies are coming from inside the house <laughs> that's incredible yeah that's actually a deleted scene from uh, Amityville Horror too. When the is it the priest that gets all the flies? Yes, in the kitchen around him. Yeah, 
There was just a taxidermied jackalope behind yeah. him. So <laughs> mm-hmm. there you go. It was there you go. Little, all little facts that Allison has. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you bring to the table. Yeah. So, so guys, we get into we're this doing bitch? this. We're doing this. So, <gasps> do, 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 Odd Sisters podcast. I am Marcy. Sure. Da, 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 da. Copyright laws. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. I actually haven't really heard it in many, like, much feedback on the, um, the Phantom Menace episode, but I haven't heard anything negative about it, so I'm assuming that everybody was okay with it. <laughs> That's what I'm going by. I um, haven't slept since. <laughs> Am I? That's the reason. I've decided that I've it's got your fault. <laughs> a lot of angry writing on this. Wow. Page. Okay. And I've I got have some one, angry writing. So. I have four pages of notes. Wow. I'm not sure if they'll make sense to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so, a lot of like scribbling and yeah, glaring. Like, oh my god. <laughs> Um, so let me know so when we can talk about that. I will. So um, it's it's kind of difficult because like we're not the type of um, this isn't the type of show for like a deep dive into like Star Wars stuff, right? So right. Um, I I really wanted to focus more on the production and the kind of like downward spiral of George Lucas um, <laughs> rather than explaining the whole plot of the movie. So I know we didn't really get into that in the last one. Um. But I did notice, uh, listening back to the first episode, that we were so overwhelmed with emotions that we didn't get to pick the one thing that we liked. And I specifically mentioned that we never did it. So I'm going to give an opportunity now (laughs) for both of you to pick one thing. One thing that we liked about The Phantom Menace? It could be a character. It could be an aspect. It could be a scene. For me, (laughs) for me... Um, it's, uh, the, the lightsaber duel between Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Darth Maul with, um, with Duel of Fates playing in the background and, like, yeah. just yes. the epicness of that scene. I well, think that, here's that's the thing. mine. You didn't let us know with the first one what you were doing because you yeah. wanted the pure horror to show through. And yes. after I knew, I didn't go back and watch it because that... <laughs> seemed cruel um (laughs) so i haven't seen it in a very long time i fuck (laughs) hard question yeah you know because i just think of it and think of all the things that make me so angry Mm -hmm. i'm (laughs) going to say it's nice to see characters like i i do like the idea of a backstory um and i Mm -hmm. despite the acting <laughs> issues i thought the casting of you and mcgregor was good i always felt Me like too. you fit in as a good young obi-wan yeah there we go there you go <laughs> <laughs> you did it <laughs> you did it allison thoughts uh, i thought i thought marcy i thought you would have said the costumes yeah that's i really do like and watching the second one because i did watch it um yeah fuck you uh but <laughs> uh queen amidala's all of her dresses and costumes. Yeah. I almost wanted to be like, there's, there's one in particular where I was like, I would love to make that and wear it for a con. But then how contradictory is it if I go as that character and it's like, these movies fucking suck. Yeah. But 
this is cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, for sure. I know what you right. mean. Anyway, yeah. Allison? Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. She doesn't like a single thing. I, I really can't think of anything. I guess you're right. Like the, the fight between Obi-Wan and Darth Maul and Qui-Gon is pretty cool. I like the idea of Darth Maul having that like double sided lightsaber because mm-hmm. it's just a cool fighting thing. But I yeah. hate that it's like intercut with the fight with Anakin and the, the ship. Yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, that just drives me crazy. Um, I think something that we've learned just in movies in general um especially action movies is that it's not endearing when you're cutting between two scenes like that. Like we usually no. stick with it now. You can't really I feel get like it's a, like you commit to a scene, you know, connection to it. Like I I'm trying to, th- I think there's one part where um, when Qui-Gon gets killed, Obi-Wan's kind of like blocked off by like some sort of like laser barrier mm-hmm. thing. And then there's like a moment where him and Darth Maul are like staring off with each other. And I think it cuts away from them. And then it cuts back and they're like waiting for this. I don't know what it is. This laser. It's like a door. Yeah. It's like a, I don't know. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, how much more intense would that scene be if it just held there and you just watched, like it Mm -hmm. would be so much more intense, but instead they're like, I don't know what they cut to Jar Jar or Anakin or there's so (laughs) many things happening at the same time during that moment that they, they cut away from, but yeah, I guess that part. Excuse you. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm scared I inhaled some of that fur. Oh, God. <laughs> um, John Williams with the score and stuff like that, it is just... Yeah. It's amazing. Of course, yeah. It's oh, yeah. On it. Like, there's so many uh, moments where he's just like, this is an intense mm-hmm. moment. The music is intense. <laughs> like, uh, we'll get into it later. <laughs> I don't really talk about it specifically. Like, we'll get into it, I guess, a bit later. But, like, I noticed a lot of scenes in this one just, like, don't have music <laughs> and i was like why <laughs> yeah actually <laughs> like i'll bring it we'll bring it up if it comes up but like the scene where they're at the very end where they're all like tied up and everything there's yeah. just no music i noticed that i, I yeah feel like you might have made Did a you note just, like, about take the that day off <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway i'll get into it okay so as i mentioned before People were not crazy about Phantom Menace. <laughs> um, fans, <laughs> just fans were <laughs> fans were anything but impressed. And critics, although praising the ambitious feats in CGI technology, didn't really seem too happy with it either. So when it came to George Lucas to sit down and start writing for the next sequel, he was less than enthusiastic. So in March of two thousand. A mere three months before principal photography began, he had just completed his first rough draft of the script. (laughs) Which is just crazy. Three months to go until they started production. And he finished his first draft. But soon after came a, uh, sorry, a first rough draft. And then soon after came a first draft. And then a second. And finally, after bringing in the help of Jonathan Hales, a writer who had written several several episodes of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, um, he came up with the third and final script only one week before principal photography began. I mean, sometimes you get writer's block. (laughs) Okay. 
but why did he, this is Indiana Jones all over again. Yeah. Why did he start this if he didn't have the base? Like you need an outline for a Amen. series, not for one. And then also this had drafts because what I watched <laughs> possibly was a first draft. I mean, well, yeah. In, but like when you, when you are like, this is my final script a week before shooting, there's not much time to go back and be like, well, maybe, you know. But also, yeah. isn't this I mean, kind but of three months, does, doesn't three months. that make sense, though? Oh, Like, 100%. having watched that, doesn't it that shows. make sense? That, yeah. Holy fuck. <laughs> it shows. <I'm> like, <laughs> teddy bear. I'm not um, ready for this. Um, much like the, we're going to do the same deal as the, the other episode, where I'm going to kind of interject with audio i'm a visual filmmaker as opposed to a literary filmmaker so it the movie doesn't rest in the dialogue it rests in the visuals so yeah um so yeah like he knows himself yeah he knows him at least he's not completely delusional in the fact that like he knows where he's lacking for sure because sometimes you watch like things with directors and you're like, you are just so far gone. Like there's no, <laughs> there's no talking to you about this, but yeah. he knows that that's his strength is the action sequences and stuff like that. And the world building instead of yes. dialogue. Again, we've already which had is, this. He is amazing at world building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is a hundred percent true. So um, the movie's working title was Jar Jar's Big Adventure. <laughs> A playful reference to how much people fucking hated him. So he used to say, he used to call it that when they were on set to just try and take the edge off. It's funny though. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Credit where credit's due. Um, So this movie, much like the first one, would be a pioneer in digital effects and technology. And one, uh, one of the first films actually to push Hollywood into the digital age. Everything was moved towards a more digital technique. Um, even the storyboards were changed into digital animatics in order to pre-visualize everything. Huh. Um, it took so long to create these visual effects that they used what they called videomatics. Um, video shot on a household camera with production assistants and their relatives blocking out the scenes using green screens. Um, they would mock up a rough idea of what they wanted the background effects to look like. Um, that would be sent off to George Lucas. He would give his input and then back and forth and back and forth until the final product was done. So we're going to do the next one. That sounds like fun. It sounds like a really fun take your kid to work day. Oh uh, yeah, it does. It's <laughs> like, here, Timmy, just stand in front of the screen. You get to be Anakin today. <laughs> For the kind of films that George makes, the kind of films that we make, we are ostensibly in the digital arena from the first day that we actually start working. Uh, most people will fail to realize this, but basically what happens is every single frame, every single shot in the movie has a digital effect. Pretty much every set has blue screen, even if it's just out a window or something. It's everywhere. Uh, I think I've been on one set where there hasn't been any blue screen. <laughs> yeah, so... Basically, you know how in the first one we talked about how there is literally one scene where they didn't use any digital enhancements or yeah. anything like that. Now that's just completely gone. <laughs> so that one scene <laughs> firmly it was too stating, stressful. Yeah, firmly stating that uh, 
there isn't a single shot in this movie that doesn't have some sort of digital enhancement. Yeah. So. Makes sense though with the sets, like that city and the way that he's designed yeah. the rooms and everything's so opulent. There's no way that you could. Did oh, you for sure. Feel, I have this in my notes from when I was watching it. There were certain moments where I could not get a grasp on what was real and what was CGI. Like there was a couple moments like when like Padme and Anakin are in like her apartment, I think at the beginning when they're on Coruscant before they go to Naboo again. And I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. is that chair real? Is that dresser real? <laughs> like, like not in a good like, way. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's oh, a good game to play. I end and the set begin. Yeah. There were things that I wanted, thought like though. they could You're have not maybe... able to tell what's real and what's fake. That was his goal with the first one. <laughs> It is, so if you yeah. if that if that got you thinking like that, then he did what he wanted to do. I guess. Yeah. Like there was just so many moments where they'd be like, kind of like you know, in a standing in a room, and then you kind of like see stuff in the the background, like like things. Yeah. Like, in a different room or like just further away from them, and I was like, I wonder if that was even there. <laughs> Probably mm. not. I mean, I feel like there was some sort of like attempt to do that with the first one. Um, I did not see the same amount of care going into this one from yeah. the behind the scenes stuff. Like, it's like, if you go into Google right now and search Attack of the Clones behind the scenes, well, I'd because say 80% of what you are looking at is somebody in something in front of a green, uh, sorry, a blue screen, not a green screen. Yeah. Like... And this one, it got even, because at least with the last one, I mean, there were some characters like in Phantom Menace, Jar Jar's whole race of people is obviously CGI. Mm-hmm. But there was like a lot of like soldier characters that were fine. This one, as soon as they introduced the stormtroopers, they're all CGI. Like the yeah. clones yeah. are all yeah. 100% CGI. Uh, two things. One, the technology advances so fast. Like lightning fast. So what we could do in the first one versus the second one. And for somebody that is innovating and leading the way with that kind of stuff, that's why he's doing that. Right. Cause now it's like, I can CGI everything. I can CGI anything. I can. Yeah. Like it's, I don't even need actors anymore. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like mad with power. Um, And secondly, the first one, the way that they were trying to do it was this innovative, like breaking ground with like like you said like you don't know what's going to be real and what's not going to be real and it didn't end up working out that way so Mm -hmm. when you don't juxtapose real with fake it's harder to tell the fake do you know what i mean like it doesn't look as glaringly obvious yeah so if you Mm -hmm. just cgi an entire set but there are moments like there was one scene with uh obi-wan and uh mace windu and yoda i think and yeah, was in, like some weird little hover chair thing, mm-hmm. and the whole background was like uh, it almost looked like a concept art background, just kind of pasted it was weird. up behind them. You're and just like, this doesn't. Like, yeah, it looks like yeah, watching I know like, what a you play, mean. like a painted background. Like it didn't yeah. look properly. They, <laughs> there's a part where I'm laughing, but it's it's not funny. I just, but um, the part where like Anakin comes back with his mom. Yeah. And he's at like the, you know, like um, he's like telling them. And then her husband comes out and he's on like a floating chair. And I just like burst out laughing. I think <laughs> I must have gone to the kitchen for like, that part. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? 
could you just put it away for the scene? <laughs> like, it's supposed to be emotional. Like, <laughs> it's just the stupidest thing I've ever seen. So, um, I totally agree. Uh, it, there are some things that look like incredibly CGI, and then there's some things where it's like, like those old, old, like, old Hollywood movies like American yeah. in Paris where it's just like that's clearly just a painting yeah like yeah. you would run into it <laughs> you know like um, the painting and the thing of the spaceship was better than that yeah exactly um so this is also the first movie to feature a fully CGI version of Yoda yes. um and, and it's it does not haunting look yeah it does not look good um, <laughs> once it Allison sent the video of him walking, <laughs> in quotations, walking, walking. away. <laughs> where like they just basically, pill. like, yeah, he moved they, like, him. Shrunk like, him. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. Yeah, it was so awkward. Well, we can post that maybe. Yeah, yeah, we will. I don't have that on here. It's not like you, it's very visual, so I'll probably just include it on the Instagram post. Um, but I believe afterwards, um, so they, uh, they didn't have him CGI in, uh, in, sorry, Phantom Menace. I'm getting the names mixed up. They didn't have him CGI in Phantom Menace. And then I'm pretty sure they did him CGI in this and then went back and like went over him in CGI for the, for the first one to make it like, mm-hmm. you know, continuity. Yeah. Um, they found the trick to animating him was to make him look and move exactly like the puppet that they had previously used. Oh, yeah. t- it's almost to like that, you could say- the puppet. <laughs> Maybe you should just stick with the fucking puppet then. Um, but then we couldn't make him do pointless flips everywhere. So I guess there's that. God, Lord. Yeah. I know that it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Marcy just stopped working. <laughs> I thought, okay, so there's the, the, the beginning scene. I just died. The scene where he's very badly walking is when mm. uh, Ami... Dala uh, shows up on Coruscant for the first time. Someone's tried to kill her. She goes to meet yes. with the Jedis. And Yoda is sitting in a chair next to Mace Windu. And then yeah. supposedly gets up from the chair and goes to walk towards Amidala, who's further at the back of the room. Covers. And uh, does not move. It's very weird. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Um, and then later on, that scene that I was talking about before with the painted background, he's in a little hover chair. And I mm-hmm. immediately thought, watching it again i was like oh they put him in a chair because they can't make him walk like yes <laughs> yeah it's really bad yeah they're but like oh that end, looks he's like like has a whole like yeah. fight scene thing oh so, definitely yeah. i don't know what so happened put... with that scene at the beginning that is it's just bad so oh. speaking speaking of that scene um christopher lee who was 78 at the time yeah <clears throat> 78 when <laughs> that movie came out um, obviously wasn't able to do the very acrobatic lightsaber battle between Count Dooku and Yoda, but um, they actually ended up just superimposing his face onto the stuntman's body, which I say very jokingly, but honestly, I think it might be the only lasting effect in the entire movie. I didn't even um, notice. Uh, yeah. To be fair, I didn't really pay attention because I was really bored at that point. But um, Good yeah. Lord, was I ever bored. I was just like, <laughs> the f- fuck i um that um, scene was so weird and i when they were fighting each other though i have to be honest when they were fighting each other though it was pretty fun like when he was like jumping all mm. i know i make fun of it because 
it's Yoda. I don't like think like I, to me, that's just not Yoda. I think of this old, wise, calm, like he, you know, like, yeah, but I like the sensei. If if in a corner, he has the Jedi strength to pull that off. And that's what I was going to say with uh, the walking. Could you imagine how slow Ewan McGregor and Samuel Jackson would have to walk in order for them to accurately animate Yoda to walk like he should be walking as a crippled short thing. Like they yeah, wouldn't be yeah. able to walk. He's just like Hence way behind them in the hallway. Yeah, exactly. So if they yeah. accurately like had him walking at the speed that he walks, that's yeah. why he has to be in the carrier. Because they would have to just be like literally like stopping and taking a step. <laughs> that's fantastic. So that makes Where's sense. Where's that deleted scene? <laughs> right? Like when they tried it. No, no, no. Slower. Um, yeah. So I like that idea that he has that kind of like built up and is able to, because he is like a revered master, mm-hmm. right? Like there is oh, for sure. a nice element to be like, you know, we see him literally die when we first meet him. Yeah. So it's nice to go back and see him be this like mm-hmm. what he once was. Kind yeah. Of thing. How he gets his how he's yeah. so reputable, you know, like exactly. and people are so afraid of him when he's mm-hmm. just this cute little, like, I just picture him with a, in, <laughs> with his head in the, in the, in the little, like, cooler, cooler, yeah, yeah. His little feet. with his little butt sticking out, his <laughs> yeah. feet tapping up and down, like, that's what I think of, um, but yeah, um, that scene is actually, I feel like they put a lot of effort into animating that scene, um, and I did read a quote where it was like, it could so easily be funny, um, if they didn't do it properly. And honestly, like to give credit, I think that scene's actually, it's not, it's not the best setup for that scene, but it's not, it's not funny. Whereas like other parts mm. I would like burst out laughing, like the guy in the chair that I mentioned. I didn't laugh at that part. So at least they got that done properly. So I'm going to get into probably what is going to be the biggest chunk that we're going to talk about. And that I had mentioned in the previous episode, and which was the start of all of this, is Hayden Christensen. So he is a huge problem for me with all of these, well, with this one and the next one. Um, So it really surprises me that fans would be so excited for him to be recast into this universe and to see him again because, oof. Um, You can only get better. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. Um, They looked long and hard for the next actor to portray Anakin Skywalker. Um, Mostly unknowns, uh, but names like Jonathan Brandis. I think it's Ryan Philippi. Is that how you say it? Philippe. Philippe. Okay. Um, Colin Hanks and Paul Walker all auditioned. Two of those people are dead. (laughs) Yeah. I know. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. There's only four of them on that list. That's yeah. List. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. My rabbit disintegrated. <laughs> I'm in a weird mood. I'm in a weird place. Um, and I couldn't find any many details on why specifically they ended up choosing Hayden, but I did find this. If Allison can play the, the next video here. I'm scared. Me too. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> This is a scary episode. (laughs) This is my Halloween episode. (laughs) Whenever you're casting, 
first of all, you're always looking for a really good actor, somebody that really has a lot of craft and is really very talented. Action! Who fits the part that you've created. For the role of Anakin, we um, had a formal screen test. One, two, take one, Mark. To be honest, I went in with no expectations. I really wasn't thinking that, you know, oh, I really want this part. It was just, wow, you know, that's George Lucas. This is cool. And in this particular case, I was looking for somebody who was very boyish and young, but had sort of a James Dean Mm-hmm. Edge to <laughs> Anakin. And he makes a little boy. You look at those eyes, and there's just so much happening there. Hayden had all the elements of the character. I try to grow up too fast. I am grown up. <laughs> I literally could not disagree more with. Because they're hyping him up because he's a virtual unknown at that point. Yeah. So they're like, hey, here's this person. We made a good choice. Here's everything he can do. Um, So, (laughs) yeah. So any normal person would watch that video and say to themselves, what the fuck did they just say? (laughs) Again, I mean, I haven't really seen him in anything else, but except the acting does look a lot like James Dean. He does. Okay, sorry. Maybe I guess I guess not 100% was wrong. Just However, 99%. <laughs> if I was going to be a human that let's let's even go so far as to say a writer. If I was a writer mm. that was writing the prequels to Star Wars and I was like, "Okay, we've got this character. He's Darth Vader. He's Luke Skywalker's dad. I want him to look like James Dean." What a weird fucking yeah choice why that is not what i would have pictured darth vader as a like a young man to look like yeah and i think that's been my biggest problem with him you know acting excuses aside or whatever he just doesn't look like you it's so anyway it's really bizarre it's very bizarre and other things and he's he's fine like Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. not like but this. We no. we we've already had this conversation with the level of director that George Lucas is. Yeah, and yeah. if you're an actor that needs a good director, he is not the director for you. I would no. say, from my watching of him, I don't think anyone is really a good actor in this movie, except for like a couple older actors like um, Ian McGregor, who is clearly but even just, then, like. I've seen no, him he's not time. great. He's not good. <laughs> no, you no, can really he's not. tell the lack of direction in this movie. Yeah, All the yeah. actors are like, like this? Do yeah. I say it yeah. like this? But I I think Hayden Christensen does have some good moments. I thought the well, and this is also a more of a bad directing point. The part when he finds his mom, like yes. Anakin finds his mom. <laughs> is her name Shmi? <laughs> um, like Shmi, yeah, like from Hook. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Dustin Hoffman. Shmi. So when when yeah. he finds Shmi um, and she's all like dead, he has like a really really intense look on his face. Like he does a really good job, I think, of portraying the like my mom's know, dead. My mom's dead, and like the anger and the the sadness and yeah, all that sort of stuff comes out in that scene. And I think that's probably that might be my favorite scene in this entire movie. Actually, just the silent, like the 
John Williams intense yeah. music and then just yes. like the shot of his face is probably the best thing. Oh, 100%. The thing that sucks about that is they immediately like he goes out and like slices a couple of the uh, Tuscan Raiders and then immediately cuts away with this super cheesy like circle fade in thing. <laughs> like the end <laughs> of a Looney a Tunes cartoon. Yeah. It's he so weird. Selections <laughs> of fade outs. The yeah. swipe, the circle. Like it's really weird it's and used really at the most weird. inappropriate of times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think he does so a good job I, considering half the lines that Anakin says are fucking creepy. Like, just yeah. some of the things he says to Padme are just insane. The worst. So, so are we? Hold on. I'm. I need. I'm I want get you to get. That. Yeah, I want you to say what you have to say, and then we can. Okay. Okay. So also, he's from Vancouver. So I, I personally, <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even. Uh, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't even like register that as being a good moment to be honest but you're, you're right it is definitely it's you know you can see the potential more in that scene than any other scene but i i think that it's it's the level of acting here is horrible it's it's horrible <laughs> whether it's bad direction or and it sucks it sucks if it's bad direction because you know you really can't tell if it's just him or it's how he's being directed. Either way, it falls on him. It is the character. I wrote that down. Because going into this, I was like, hey, Christensen sucks. I don't like this. He's a bad actor. Well, at least in this, he's a bad actor. But watching it again, it is 100% the character. It is a zero-dimensional character. And here's why. Because we met him when he was a child. He's a Mm -hmm. child. We've skipped ahead, what, 10 years? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 10 years. So that is a crucial part in between a kid and a young adult, right? Like he's making adult decisions. He has yeah. sex. Like there's yeah. like things going on that are very adult and we haven't seen him grow up, but he's struggling with his emotions. And so when he acts and the way that they've written the character, he's still a child. He's acting like a child. He's throwing yes. temper tantrums. He's like arguing all the time. He's whiny. There's literally yeah. nothing adult about his character and you're having an adult play a child. It's weird. It's and really so it comes weird. across as badly acted because you're like, what the fuck kind of a way is that for you to read that line? But it's a badly written line mm-hmm. yeah. for a badly illustrated character. There's there's literally zero redeeming qualities about Anakin. I'm watching this. There's so many times that I've written down, why is she falling in love with him? Yeah. He's a fucking dick. Like I'd want to yeah. smack him. Like, why yeah. are you I, you don't understand? And the oh, falling in love. She met him when he was nine. That's why she's <laughs> in love with him. It's just there's nothing. There's nothing there. He just throws temper tantrum after temper tantrum, and and it's it's just a really horribly written character. Yeah, it's horrible. So to me, I think um, his like yeah, he's a very empty character. Um, his emotions are always wrong. His inflections are always wrong. His facial expressions are blank. And I don't even get me started on the fucking love story between him and Padme. Like you said, it's just, it's, it's non-existent. But it just, is just crams down your throat the entire movie. Like, it's and horrible. And they have that big but, scene and he's like, I hate sand. And it's like, what is this conversation? Yeah. Like, what oh is my happening God. here? Oh my God. You hate sand. 
And it gets everywhere. It's like, <laughs> I mean, same, fuck? bro, but like, kill me. We're not going to fall in love over this. <laughs> like, I'm scared of water. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I don't want to talk about it, but like, literally, how can you not talk about them and their relationship in this movie? So, the the majority, a baffling majority of this sci-fi action film is a love story. And I don't mean to sound like a 10-year-old boy, but... <laughs> yeah, I know. And like, it, it is really... Who cares? Um, you know, but you know what's weird? I have two things to say. <laughs> First of all, the say, points. Two <laughs> things. Two things. First of all, uh, my stepchild... This is his favorite Star Wars movie and has been his favorite Star Wars movie since he was like six years old. And I was watching it with him and he is now 14 years old. And the way that he, he's seen it so many times. He was like saying lines. Yeah. This is Ah. his favorite Star Wars movie. And I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean? There's nothing entertaining about this. It's frustrating. How, as a nine-year-old boy, can this be something that you watch on repeat? I don't understand it. The only thing I can think about is the fight scene at the end is so long that a nine or ten-year-old boy is like, yeah, like, this is what I'm hearing. I guess so. My second point, and I wrote this down, because as soon as Natalie Portman meets him, she's, like, immediately into him. She's like, Mm -hmm. Anakin? And there's this, like, look going on. (laughs) Yeah. I I have met a child that I used to babysit. I used to babysit this boy. I'm just going to call him Spencer. It's not his name. Uh, And I used to babysit him when he was about 11 or 12 years old because his parents were a a firefighter and a nurse and they would go away. They'd have night shifts. So I would make him dinner. I would be in the house so that someone was in the house. So a 12 year old boy wasn't sleeping in a house alone and then wake up and take him to school and go to my school. And how old were you? I was still in high school. So I was like 17, 16 years old. Okay. It was like, yeah, grade 11. And he was like in grade seven or six. And then cut to, I don't know, nine eight or nine years ago i'm waitressing and i'm serving a table and there's like a a guy and a girl on a date and the guy was like marcy he's like you used to babysit me and i'm looking at this grown-ass man and i was like absolutely not (laughs) yeah what do you mean i used to babysit you like you're an adult and he was like oh it's spencer and i was like what the fuck and it was weird but at no point was i Hey, Spencer. Like, that's weird. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, super it, he's weird. He's a child, and I babysat him, and it's always going to be this, like, hey, buddy, what's up? Yeah. Like, there's yeah. no For ever. Sure. Like, it For is sure. so unimaginable yeah. that you could have that level of care for somebody and then instantly just be like, yo. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, in this, it's in, so gross. In to me. Phantom Menace, he's nine. And Padme is 14. So, and this one takes place 10 years That's later. That's about the same, like, it's even closer yeah, it's, spread. Yeah. Between my, like, and it, it is so, un, like, having yeah. that real life experience, it's still so unfathomable. Yeah. Like, oh. And it it's, makes me sick. I think, I think it's something that's like, I'm not really sure what, because like, they're both adults in the second movie, but it's still, like you said, like, it's this really uncomfortable thing. I think one of the things for me is the fact that they obviously cast somebody else to be Anakin and he's a grown up man, but um, Natalie Portman is just Natalie Portman still. 
Yeah. And I think I also don't like that she calls him Annie still. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of like really creepiness, like big creepy factors going on. Um, Sorry for my tangent. But but it also comes off as creepy because she, she still is like, what's the word I want to, is it infantilizing Kim? I don't know. She still talks to him. Like he's a small child. Yeah. Like that's half of their conversations are him being like, Annie and he's like no I'm an adult now and it's like no I'm a male (laughs) it's gross it's really unnerving because even if like Marcy is saying in love with each other yeah even (laughs) if like like, I didn't notice the look really between them I guess I just wasn't paying attention I didn't think that look was like they're both in love with each other now yeah so when I was watching it the entire time I was trying to figure out at what point does Padme fall in love with him like every conversation they had I was like is it this one? <laughs> yeah. Well, and the first back, time she like, sees him, the first time she sees him, she's like, boy, have you grown? I was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I honestly so think gross. she falls in love with him. So gross. After Shmi dies and he kills all the Tuscan Raiders and he comes back and he's throwing like a little itty bitty baby oh. temper tantrum crying. Oh, I think that's girl. the moment she actually falls in love with him. Maybe. <laughs> that's really upsetting too. Yeah. That is. She's mm-hmm. pretty fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, but also uh, something that happened in this one as well is they decided to really like sex up like Natalie Portman's costumes. I know, right? And I wrote that down. Um, it's well, <laughs> um, I think you should play the next clip here. Oh god. What I don't like that at all. <laughs> I don't like that intro. Bad segue. I, yeah, really bad. I want to not play it. Can I do that? No. <laughs> Ooh, it starts with George. story, so that Padme's costumes are obviously more sultry in nature. As George sort of progressed with the script, he sort of realized more that he wanted to show a softer, sort of friendlier side to, to Padme, where she could be looking sexy and, and gorgeous and young and in skimpy clothes. I think the biggest difference is that I shot a bit more skin in this one. This is my uh, sexed up version, I guess, of, of the Queen. I, Got over the hump of 18, so I, I'm allowed to show tummy now, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, when she was filming the first one, uh, she was 16. Ugh. So, and now that she is 18, they immediately, uh, she was, sorry, 18 or 19. She was over 18 um, when they started filming this one. So, they completely changed her aesthetic um I mean, which her is, character has grown up as well she is yes. more of an adult now yes so it could make sense yes if you really wanted to i still love the costumes that's the costume designer that does outlander as well she's very good mm. with like oh it's not you know it's it's not so much like they showed this really beautiful um this really beautiful dress that she made that's like backless and has this lots of flowing fabric mm. and stuff like that it's gorgeous um it's more like the, you know, when they're on, um, when they get captured and they're, there's like that huge execution scene and she's already wearing like this like crop top for like literally yeah. no reason. And then it goes away from her for like, she's off screen for like five minutes. It comes back and more of it is ripped off, like higher up. <laughs> yeah, it's very Barbarella. Like. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like, oh, this <laughs> Yeah, exactly. How am I going to fight? Um, and... <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so she gets to wear crop tops and um, insanely tight corsets as well. 
Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, speaking about her insanely tight corset, you can play the next one. We get a du- we get a double video for this one. Okay, I got something I have to bring up about her costume after. Okay, I'll do this one. <laughs> this one's quite short, so. There's one costume that George designed himself. (laughs) And that was sort of the costume that, you know, I came on set and everyone was like, oh, (laughs) that was an interesting costume to wear. And it was really hard at the end of the day because the corset was so tight. They made my waist like 20 inches or something. There's. (laughs) Ew. So, that I don't is mean to just say that to George Lucas's brain that I never wanted to have. You know, and that's not that's not the first nor I think the last time that you will hear of like stories like that. Like if you listen to anything, like anything that Carrie Fisher has said about her experience of making Star Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. well he put her into like a deep, yeah a deep eating disorder and like a pill disorder, yeah. like fucking yeah. Judy Garland all over again. Are you kidding me? Like yeah, she if, exactly. If you ever read her, she's got the book called Postcards from the Edge, mm-hmm. and uh, holy fuck, yeah, <laughs> he did a number exactly. on her. Yeah, so so um, not super impressive. <laughs> Stuff there, no, no, no. Um, an argument could be made for that one specifically. I'm not going to discredit any of Carrie Fisher's struggles with him, but two things one, Natalie Portman, although she said it was hard, didn't seem to like be completely like she seemed like okay with it, like it was uncomfortable. She's but but she's like, What are you gonna do? Like, she was the shit she was wearing in the other movie, too. Um, But it definitely, like, you can make an argument. It looks like something that would be in, like, a 70s, like, Mm sci-fi poster or something like like that. You know, it was more the idea. Like, he drew it up and was just, like, make this into a costume, you know? Without actually thinking about how fucking hard and uncomfortable that would be to wear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, men don't think about how uncomfortable a corset's going to be. No, (laughs) exactly. Very, very we gotta put a course on George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start a petition. Yeah. <laughs> it needs After to happen. Lucas, we're a corset. Yeah, um, don't ask why. <laughs> I I have a a. This is okay, what I ahead. thought was okay. So it has to do with M, uh, Padme's costumes. So the okay. first one, she has a very specific look when she's Queen Amidala. Uh, mm-hmm. how funny was it that there's another queen now and that she still dresses the same way? Also, they run elections for queens, I guess, because Padme was <laughs> queen for a certain amount of terms and now she's a senator. <laughs> now she's and a senator. There's a new queen and the new queen steps up and she has to put that, that face paint on the, the, yeah. the lipstick and has the dresses. How this is me now. <laughs> would it be if we had like our presidents and prime ministers had like a wardrobe that they had to always? Yeah, I like, love I that really idea. That to That'd be, be great. <laughs> that would be amazing. Speaking of costumes, though, while we're on this tangent, when they go back to, oh, where's she from? Naboo. 
Naboo, mm-hmm. that's what I thought. Um, and Anakin is there with her. <laughs> it's like, is he wearing a stained tablecloth? <laughs> his costume is just yeah. like, like, what is this? It's so bizarre. There's actually like stains on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so strange. <laughs> and like shapeless and I don't know. Yeah. She's great with dresses, but holy fuck, that was terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it, fu- like the like futuristic or like sci-fi dressing of men is really... There's not right. much oh, to work with there for sure. Like men's the like, history of men's clothing is there's not much, right? It's yeah. like the pockets are low, the pockets are high, the cuffs are big, <laughs> the cuffs are small. Like it's very, you know, there's the pockets are never, cuffs, the cuffs are pockets. <laughs> <laughs> their silhouette never changes except for like a brief history of like poofy pants in like the 1700s, but pretty much men's silhouettes have always been the same. So I you're gonna say yeah, you would assume. <laughs> that too but you can assume that they probably will always but be the same and like in a the, futuristic kind of in the 70s they just got closer to women's clothes like the, the style the of short short you know yeah. like yeah yeah um, um so so yeah um uh while obi-wan is off actually trying to find a useful plot thread albeit through <laughs> through horribly dated cgi effects and stunted dialogue um, we're forced to watch this, watch scene after scene after scene of this relationship that we, A, don't care about, and B, know is going to come to a horrible end. Um, so they throw us all these scenes. They all throw all these scenes to us um, that are supposed to be Anakin's fall into darkness and turning to the dark side. Um, like we mentioned with the Tusken Raiders kidnapping <laughs> Shmi <laughs> and uh, him rescuing her only to have her randomly die in his arms. Like, talk about good timing. Mm. Or bad like, timing. Or bad timing. <laughs> um, yeah, it is uh, bad after, timing. <laughs> yeah, but like good timing that she got to see him one more time, I guess. Yeah. She was going to die anyway, sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's better to be there than late. But early <laughs> yeah. might have been nice too. Yeah. <laughs> right on time. I guess <laughs> she died from like scratches on her face or something. I guess maybe they got infected. <laughs> I, like, I guess she's sad. Yeah. <laughs> She died from um, sadness. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, which, you know, we don't have other than... I feel like something that a lot of movies do is they just put, um, like, labels on characters and then they expect us to just care about them. Right. Uh, like, like, you mom. just say, this is, yeah, this is his mom. And obviously none of us want to deal with our parents dying. So we are supposed to immediately have this connection. But like, when you think about it, it like how much of that. a connection do we really have to his mom? Half or how much of a connection, connection does he have to his mom? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 99% of the characters in this movie do not have moms that you see. Yeah. <laughs> 99% of the characters in this movie do not have emotions that you see. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's true. We're, I mean, how many Jedi are there? The whole concept of a Jedi is not to have an emotion. Yeah. yeah. So, it, it's, uh, I don't know. Well, if that's the case, Hayden Christensen would be a great <laughs> Jedi, but Anakin, not so much. I know, I have a point I have written down. Being around Padme is, is intoxicating. So that statement has no emotion. Like, he's yes. like, being around Padme is intoxicating. And it was yeah. just like, is it? Like, even, 
Uh, there's a really great part where the him and Obi-Wan are going up in an elevator together to go see Padme for the first time. Mm-hmm. And Obi-Wan like looks at him and he's like, you're sweating. And it's just like, you know, in any other sort of movie, I feel like your actor should be able to convey the fact that he's nervous. You don't have to mm-hmm. have the person next to him literally be like, you're nervous. <laughs> you know, like, you know it's it? just like, <laughs> it was like, yeah, you should be able to, you know, also, like, how you should be able to that convey that. That he, he hasn't seen her in 10 years and going up to meet her, he's like, sweating. all his creepy, like, I've thought about her so much that I'm yeah. sweating because I gotta yeah. go see her again. Gross. Uh, well, I mean, scene, the child character does have a pretty big crush on her. I feel yeah, like I for so. his part, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah we all remember the it's, angel. It's line. her part that freaks me out. Exactly. <laughs> Are you an angel? Uh, <laughs> I just have to throw in a really good joke that I wrote down. All right, let's hear it. Okay. Just because I, I've obviously written in chronological order, but following the sand, the fear of, of hate sand. Um, yeah. And it's not me that came up with it. No, I didn't mean fear, but he's like, I hate Sam. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he has that nightmare with, with his mom and everything. Yeah, and yeah. I'm going to give credit to Colin because it was him. He's like, he's got PTSD, post-traumatic Sam disorder. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and I just thought that was real good. <laughs> good job, Colin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, after Anakin slaughters oh, yeah. all of the raiders, um, we get all of these em- emotions accumulating and escalating into this brilliantly acted scene. Allison's going to do this one. I warn you, it goes long. It's a lot. It's about two minutes long, but it is worth every second. <laughs> I brought you something. Are you hungry? The shifter broke. Life seems so much simpler when you're fixing things. I'm good at fixing things. Always was. But I couldn't. Why'd she have to die? Why couldn't I save her? I know I could have. Sometimes there are things no one can fix. You're not all powerful. Well, I should be. Someday I will be. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. I promise you. I will even learn to stop people from dying. Anakin. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back. What's wrong, Annie? I killed them. I killed them all. They're dead. Every single one of them. And not just the men, but the women and the children, too. They're like animals, and I slaughtered them like animals. I hate them.
be angry is to be human. I'm a Jedi. I know I'm better than this. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, that definitely has to be like one of his big moments. And uh, exactly. Okay, so this really is gonna not. sound this is gonna sound kind of random, um, but. I used to I used to work in a movie theater when I was younger and we used to do screenings all the time. And it was like a bunch of us that were just, you know, like we were alone in the theater. So we had no respect for what was going on around us. And we would just talk through everything and just make jokes about everything. And, you know, some of the moments that we saw on screen that would completely silence all of us, that should be a moment where you're like, like, if you're building up, like, what they've been building up, that should be a moment where, like, everyone in the room is just quiet. And you can just feel that emotion. And, like, he's literally admitting to murdering a whole bunch of, like, a whole clan of of Tusken Raiders. And down. the women, which <laughs> I would love to see a female Tusken Raider. Is there a difference? Yeah. Have I been seeing them all the time? <laughs> They're like dwarves. Um, and also children. Like, like he literally said I. I murdered children. And like, instead of being like, wow, that's fucked up. You're sitting there just like trying to like put your, cram your fist down your throat so that you're not laughing in the middle of this fucking scene. Like, um, it's I just. I written down for this. This is who Darth Vader is. Like, this is yeah. his, this is his first evil moment. Mm-hmm. This is where like the slippery slope starts to slide. Right. Yeah. And it, it, the, the, conveyance of that emotion and that yeah. understanding that this is him turning to the dark side you don't you're not a jedi anymore you just murdered yeah. a whole troop of people including yeah. women and children you're not a jedi anymore this is his turn you can't come back from that i have a fix for this scene which is that or this whole area uh anakin goes he finds me she's dead he kills all the tuscan raiders there's more of a fight scene of him fighting the tuscan raiders because they like i said it's only like two and then it does that cheesy like i don't know what that is transition and then he comes back he meets up with padme and joel edgerton who is his brother yeah. and uh he doesn't say anything and he doesn't say anything to anyone. He doesn't tell anyone what he did. He doesn't cry about it. He just kind of like moves past it. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be so much better if he did something that fucked up and then just never brought it up again. Because also like, how does Padme fall in love? She decides to get married to yeah. him after he says yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's also a precursor to, to with the next movie with the younglings and everything. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just like, yeah, he, you know, this and she okay does with nothing. murdering children. She yeah. does nothing. And you know what? I should say, um, because I've obviously been shitting on Hayden Christensen a lot in this, Natalie Portman does not pull her weight no. either, especially no. in that scene. Like, well, she does not. And once she again, just looks, uh, yes. I just yes. want to, like, it's just so badly written. Yes. Because yes. these are the and parents directed. of our heroes, our epic heroes that we have loved our entire lives at this point this mm-hmm. is this is their parents origin story of where they're supposed to get that strength and that perseverance and that mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. you don't 
you don't see it. There no. is literally nothing of the characters that we imagine in our heads. Mm-hmm. From, and, and he has to have imagined. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. just the thing. Like, you don't create Luke and Leia without already having some semblance and, and Darth Vader without having this yeah. idea of who these people were before this whole nightmare happened. Yeah. And this yeah. is your before. And it's so half-assed like and there's just so much going on that doesn't need to be going on that we could then focus on why they're falling in love and why they're turning evil and 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 i hate to say it because i don't want more of these but i feel like there should have been a movie in between or even just a something that happened that we saw his training progress because again we've missed a crucial part of his life and it's really hard to understand anywhere of where he's coming from yeah He's just yeah, a whiny totally. little bitch. And yeah. I think with like villains, there's there's a thing about Darth Vader, it's not just even like aesthetically, Darth Vader is such a cool like character, obviously yeah. based on like samurai armor and stuff like that. But like mm-hmm. he's like he's creepy just looking at him. And then like mm-hmm. specifically in the original Star Wars, like the things that he does are so like brutal like when mm-hmm. there's that like conference meeting and that one guy's like mouthing off and he just starts choking him for like yeah basically mm. no reason like he's so aggressive yeah. and you don't really see that in any of these movies like anakin isn't actually like his mom dies so he kills all the tuscan raiders but even though it's yeah. like you know like obviously killing an entire client of tuscan raiders is bad is because his mom died. Like, there's a reason for it. Yeah. Whereas with Darth Vader, it seems like like he cuts off his son's hand. He knows that's yeah. his son when he's fighting Luke in Empire Strikes Back, and he just cuts off his hand. He doesn't give a fuck. Like, yeah. and that's not and that's what I'm who saying. This, this kid is the start is. of like yeah. yeah. He should and be someone it's an who origin is story. So he's traveling towards that. But he needs but, to be yeah. more reactionary. I think. Yeah. Like there should be moments like when they chase down that bounty hunter what was his name zam yeah <laughs> whatever that bounty yeah. hunter's name was at the beginning yeah. like when they zam. caught up with him maybe there could have been a scene where anakin just like punched him in the mouth for yeah. no reason and like did something that was just like whoa what was, was yeah. that even if obi-wan turned around and reprimanded him or something like there needs to be something yeah. and i always thought that with the the third one too which we'll talk about more in a couple weeks but like when he finally like sides with Palpatine and realizes that Palpatine is Darth Sidious and like goes to the dark side it's like yeah but why why did you do that yeah like, even having the two other movies before it's like there's no reason mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> the only reason is that we know he's well, Darth Vader the reason in the, end. Like, the reason should be that because he was a nine-year-old who was taken from his his mom and taken from his the only literally the only family that he has and f- basically told that he had to do these this training yeah and was told to be this unfeeling un you know like monster basically like i mean if you think of like like the jedis have good intentions so that was that's what makes them good but if you're someone who is forced into something like that maybe he's not a good person maybe he yeah. just does things to satisfy his own needs like i don't understand why they wrote it he wrote it so that he falls in love and that's what makes him evil. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Like that's basically well, because what this they're movie not supposed is, to have emotions. You know, like I know, but like emotions, why is... right? So that's like such a big emotion. So if he's feeling that 
big, big emotion, then he can feel the opposite of that big emotion. And now he's lost his mom. So losing his mom is the other side of love of like ultimate loss Mm -hmm. where he's a, as a Jedi, he's not supposed to feel either of those things. He's just supposed to be like, well, metachlorians or something. So, um, yeah. Like there's well, no, there's a, so there's so an that, interesting that's, part. That's all that the love is there for is to have a balance yeah. because in the end he chooses the bad one over the good one. He's feeling both, yeah. but he goes the other side. It tips the scale. Yeah, I guess so. So there's an interesting point at the beginning to, of, I don't know if you couldn't, <laughs> you're spoiling it. Oh, <laughs> um, but not to, I, I don't know if you could really hear it cause it was a bit quiet, but right at the very beginning there, he's like talking about like, he's like, I just wish that I could just fix everything. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I think that that's actually a really interesting. It's very an interesting, interesting and it line. And it, over. Exactly. Like there's no develop on that at all. And I think that's no. actually a really interesting thing where you could develop on that and be like, yeah, like this kid is like his, he makes a droid so that he can have a friend. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, like he's that type of person. And yeah. now, you know, like he doesn't know how to process his emotions he just wants to fix everything it's kind of weird but like we were talking about it literally last week's episode where we were talking about granger taylor and his mechanical lines and he just yeah you know there was a, something that he just couldn't figure out how it worked and it drove him crazy you know yeah. like not actually crazy but you know like it upset him that he couldn't understand yeah, or he couldn't bit. You know, I would say and a like, little bit crazy, and that's and that's, yeah. what you're, that's a good point that you're making is that 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 would be such a great way to have a character development, but it's yeah. just completely lost in a line. Yeah, and, so it's and, just it's very disappointing. But <laughs> that's the kind of thing that you pull out when you're drafting a script. Yeah, it takes someone to read that line and be like, "Hang on, there's something here," rather than glossing over and literally just editing a script for continuity's sake, rather than yeah. Mm-hmm. like the bones of it and yeah. if that's the script writing process that he went through before this it makes complete sense to me like mm-hmm. that yeah. just that one fact made all of this movie make complete sense to me yeah it's a draft yeah. like i don't care that you yeah. say you wrote three drafts this is a draft you filmed yeah. a draft script for sure for sure um so i was actually i was kind of torn if i wanted to show that um clip of that a very emotional scene um, or of whether or not I wanted to show the, the series of scenes with their blossoming romance. That, um, and I, I apologize and because that was actually where I had written down. This is our Darth Vader with him like riding the thing and stuff. Where I was yes. just like, these are shenanigans. And I understand again, yeah. you need the, the dichotomy of like the leveling out of the two things with like the good and the yeah. bad, but it was Fox exactly sakes. like the scene from the pirate movie where they're falling in love with each other. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> we need to take scene. the song, the song that plays on that part. Of the I don't even that. remember what that is. <laughs> I'll try and figure it out. Is that <laughs> it the seashell great. one? That one? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not that one. It is. Uh, the one where he's like doing push-ups and like the field it, and it's everything. The same, it's the same one because then he, he like hands her the seashell and she's like, yeah, I can hear it. Oh, really? standing oh, like next shoot. to the ocean. Yeah. My computer just fell asleep. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, um, here we go. Okay. So, oh, were you going to say something? I was going to say something. Wait, what was I going to say? No, I think it's gone. About them <laughs> eating the pear? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What? Um, yeah. So, like we said, um, I just felt like that was the best one. Like, I watched that scene, and I was like, this is 
this is the perfect because I don't want to just show a bunch of clips from the movie. I'd rather show behind the scenes yeah. stuff, but I feel like that's a really like those are our two lead. Like again, Obi Wan is just going off having awesome adventures on his own. Yeah. Um, and and you, know- you laugh during that scene. It's it's not it's laughable the amount of like and again Natalie Portman is not excused from that. <laughs> but again, it's the writing, it's the directing, it's 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 the whole thing. Yeah. And there mm-hmm. is actually some interest, like some, okay, so the last time we did this episode, I said that I thought I had seen Attack of the Clones once. Mm-hmm. Um, watching it on Disney+, Plus, I realized I haven't actually seen it once. I think I've seen it on television maybe five times and watched it for 10 minutes because there were so many <laughs> things in this movie that I was like. like you knew the sequences. I didn't but know like... that that was a scene. Um, but there was. Or like, like, I kept writing, like, I don't remember this. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was I like, I have no, it over no in my memory, memory of this. Yeah. Um, I remembered the entire opening bit, like with the Me too, chasing down Because that's Zan. about as far as I got, I think. Uh, I had seen it from when they sneak in to try and rescue Obi-Wan to the end. And then I think I had seen a couple scenes in the middle, but there was like a huge chunk in the middle that I was just like, mm-hmm. this was a thing. Um, but everything that's happening with Senator Palpatine in this movie is so interesting and I think it gets lost in everything else but yeah. he uses Jar Jar to take over the Senate yes. right yes <laughs> yeah he does uh-huh yeah I, I, was, so that too. I was like, like it's, wait, it's so what? funny too because like that scene like Jar Jar looks so proud Doing of his speech. decision he was like yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> me, Misa did good it and was, you're like, no, you fucking no. moron. And like to the point where he has like a meeting where he brings like Jar Jar into his own little personal yeah. office yeah. and they're talking about him. And I was like, there had there should be more focus on the fact that Padme left Jar Jar in charge and he yes. just ruined everything. That's what oh, I yeah. down. I was like, that's what you get when you leave Jar Jar in charge. And him like doing his little Senate speech and everything. Yeah. And I was just like, the fuck. And I love it because it makes him like, so intellectual and important yeah. and he's just but he's still throwing in the Mises <laughs> yeah. and, like, and like knowing how much people fucking hated him and then uh, this is what we get from him I is know. like well I was watching well, it and I was bitches. like yeah I was like wow Jar Jar really is the key like yeah. this would happen there's no Star Wars without Jar Jar because of this. this movie yeah <laughs> well maybe what that's what he does what if he was like secretly uh like a Sith, like a bad guy kind of thing, and he's pulling these strings from and like nobody yeah. suspects him. That, yeah. Right? yeah, there's a whole there's a whole thing. I about know. That. And but it makes, it's it very makes so much sense. Like it's more that, interesting way than that any it could of these have movies. gone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyway, what do we have what do we have to so, unpack? Because we're getting so, short on time. Um I'm yeah, I just want to take this time to mention the parts of this movie that I actually do like, which okay. is ultimately anything with Django Fett in it and Tiny Boba. He's so cute. <laughs> I love him. Um and the whole idea of taking one uh one man's genetic makeup and creating an entire army of clones is pretty fucking rad. I gotta be honest. That's yeah. super cool. Like, let's be yeah. honest. Um and also when that person is Tamara Morrison, um, that coolness factor, just take that and multiply it by 10 because he is so badass. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, that kid is pretty good too for like a child. Yeah, I was going to say that. That kid was a really good actor. I mean, he yeah. didn't do a whole lot, but he was, he was good. Yeah. Um, and I love, 
I love uh, the idea of taking a really awesome yet very brief character like Boba Fett and giving him more depth that wouldn't necessarily be explored in the original trilogy because obviously we're working backwards, but could be used later later, <laughs> later in shows like Clone Wars and The Mandalorian. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's pretty, if you're a fan of Star Wars, you know that he doesn't actually die in the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> um, but I guess uh, meeting your end in the most anticlimactic way possible is genetic. <laughs> because what the fuck was that i went back and watched that scene where Django gets his head cut off like six times i was like that can't be it yeah i know that can't be it wait what he (laughs) literally he's just gone he is able to hold his own against obi-wan yeah and then Mm -hmm. mace windu just cuts his head off in like six seconds i was like like literally this whole movie is like nothing happens and then you blink and everything has happened. No, and then that happened kid, at like, the end of his head. Yeah. And that happened at the end when um after the fight with or just before the fight with Yoda and Dooku, where uh Anakin gets his hand cut off. <laughs> I literally blinked and I missed it. And then they yeah. were getting married and he had this fucking claw, and I was like <laughs> what it's claw <laughs> it's true i was just like oh that's the, yeah that's the i was like what the hell we can do better she's marrying arnold cities. schwarzenegger <laughs> <laughs> yeah just the thumbs up in the wedding sorry it's <laughs> not visual i gave a, a no. thumbs up um <laughs> um but uh yeah, it was just like, like seriously, like nothing happened for so long. And then you, I looked away for like a second and it was just like, everything happened. Mm-hmm. Like, I, what the hell? I felt like almost every action scene was like this. Like I wrote down the the fight between Obi-Wan and Jango Fett. I was like, after so much just talking and just talking and talking and people yeah, just standing yeah. and talking, I was like, it was really jarring for there to be like a fight scene. <laughs> Well, also, it kind of operates like, oh, like that whoa. because at the beginning, them just standing around Padme's apartment yeah. is just like talk, 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 <laughs> talk, 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 jumping out the window. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, seriously. You know, seriously. like, and then we're in a chase scene, and it's just this like, it goes from zero to 100. Yeah. Pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know if you guys want to bring up anything that we haven't brought up already. Um, things that stumble into my head are the. I literally could watch anything else except for C-3PO being a fucking bumbling idiot. Like, what was that? What was that? I don't know. I was like, like so many people, and I agree because I fucking hate them, but like so many people like shit all over the porgs. And I, I think they're useless and a horrible addition to those movies. But like, what the fuck was that with C-3PO? <laughs> <laughs> like C-3PO has always been such like a digni- like dignified, you know. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's always just, you know, he has that perfect posture. His arms don't really yeah. bend. He's just like, he's like a little like um, butler. Like butler. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and even when, even when they, he, they, he gets pushed off the ship him and R2 he like R2 yeah. pushes him off and then he's it's but just he, their feet sticking out but like you just kind of see him go and then all of a sudden it's just like feet in the sand like he's not we don't get like his whole tumble down the hill or something yeah. like he, he has a little bit of dignity <laughs> still but like uh-huh. that was the weirdest thing and then his head being put on one of the droids I was like 
Yeah. What is like a last minute attempt for it children like to a... give a shit? <laughs> I know. It was really. Like, um... We're three quarters of the way through this movie. That's two and a half hours long. But yeah, throw in the comic relief now <laughs> before the kids fall asleep. <laughs> Please don't, because it was really like it was it jarring, eye rolling, and like I was just like, yeah. "Why are we here?" It like was so bad, and like Anakin's so got his bad. hand stuck, and it was just this like, "What the fuck is happening? This is taking too long," and yet yeah. there's no sense of peril. Like that's no. the thing you can't, and and I guess it was kind of like a thing where it's like, is this where he loses his hair? Like, oh, is yeah, this yeah. it? Like a fucking hot tub time machine kind of thing? Yeah, like, yeah. Guy's arm, but like, yeah. but there's still no like, there's no danger in those here. Movies, you know what? And I already quoted it at the beginning. I was like, I stole time. <laughs> you missed it. Oh no, I don't know what's but... <laughs> That is one of my favorite Um, movie tropes, though, when uh, someone gets kidnapped and they go, uh, you know, like, pass on this message for me, send for help. Don't you come and get me. Get someone else to come and get me. And then they immediately go and get that person and then get kidnapped. I love that when that happens. He's like, I'm protecting you. And she's like, well, I'm going to go and rescue him. He's like, okay. Let's go. (laughs) We'll go then. And immediately get captured. (laughs) Yeah. Um, there was two things I wanted to bring up and then just decides the first one the scene with you and McGregor in the little like floating cage how fun would that have been to film (laughs) the little like hologram prison yeah whatever it was Oh my god! I yes. always think of scenes like that, like heavy CGI, where I'm just like, I always picture people filming them, um, mm-hmm. minus the CGI, obviously. Um, yeah. There's a couple of key movies in my life where, like, there's scenes where I always just picture the actors on set. Uh, and number two, in that scene in the beginning, where they jump out the window and or mm-hmm. Obi Wan jumps out the window, and then they have that chase scene through the city. I was just like, what is? Oops, am I still That's there? Okay. Yeah, I pressed a button. Um, I was like, what is this city? Like, you haven't really seen the cities yet from close up, right? Yeah. There hasn't been, it's been very rural in Star Wars. Like, we're always out in the country or we're not like, or in a palace, but we haven't been like in a city. And there's that, uh, like, bounty hunter that's chasing them. So I had a pitch that I'd like to put forward for the next hit uh, Disney Plus series, which is being in that city and having like a Jedi detective agency that's all like film noir style and his sidekick is a is a droid and he's like it's like during the fall of the republic kind of thing and he's like solving like little one-off film noir it's almost like Blade Runner Runner. that's what I was gonna say yeah Blade Runner and Star Wars combined he wouldn't be able to solve anything though because all the Jedis are terrible at everything they do in these movies they are the well, maybe worst. he's not they maybe it's like a ray jobs. kind of thing where he's got <laughs> things that are going on as far as the force is concerned oh, but, he's, but not he's not an not actual like okay. practicing jedi mm. then maybe but he's fine sounds like blade runner be... sounds like blade runner meets detective pikachu <laughs> exactly i think it would be amazing i'd watch we the get fuck out ryan of reynolds for the droid <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he'd do it he's looking for he in into the star wars universe yeah <laughs> Or That's just Alan pitch. Tudyk for every droid ever. <laughs> because exactly. he's the best one. Because he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I love it. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. And it would That's be great. fantastic. That's great. Write a comic book. Yeah. Uh, similar, I wrote down, sure. I was trying to, while I was watching it, write down things that I liked. And one thing that I liked was when they are doing that chase through Coruscant and they go into like the bar 
thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there was two uh, characters in the background. I don't know if they were CGI or not, but they're like the aliens that Greedo are, the green ones. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. But they were like dressed mm-hmm. all like punk rock. Like, they looked <laughs> like, like neon punk rock ravers. And Love they just it. hovering in the back. And I was like, I'd like more of that. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of like, um, like production quality things that I did like about mm-hmm. it like again i liked the makeup of that city it really did remind me of blade runner so I was, yeah or like the I fifth was like, this could get something gritty like that. yeah like yeah. you could yeah. make this kind of cool and gritty and mm-hmm. yeah call me disney that'd be cool <laughs> i can write scripts yeah copyright copyright marcy and we'll draft them properly yeah, yeah. <laughs> nope four drafts and you're done <laughs> it's a four draft <laughs> very <deal>. fast <laughs> And I don't like the word no. Ryan Johnson's <laughs> going to write it. He's going to start it 16 years before it ever gets made. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, he's going to put in a bunch of stuff that doesn't even go into the first ep- pilot episode. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> okay. Um, final so, thoughts? That's kind of an in-joke, I guess, but I don't know. Uh, so final thoughts. Um, movie was released on May 16th, 2002. Um, much like first one, uh, it, it actually, the response was a little less brutal than I expected considering how I feel about it, but, uh, it somehow has 65% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> that, yeah. Um, and too it was percent. again, praised for the feats in uh, CGI, digital technology, and complete lack of Jar Jar, <laughs> but falling flat on its face when it came to story and dialogue. Yeah. Yep. Um, even Roger Ebert, who I had mentioned in the previous episode, who actually turned in a good review for the first movie, um, finally came to his senses and gave it only two out of five stars <laughs> for this one. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what he saw in the first one that he didn't I mean, see in this one. But. Trilogies are hard, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not making excuses, but it is a bridge and they're always bridges. And the second new one didn't go over well either, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're making a bridge. You have a, a beginning <laughs> and then, You've and then got this a is kind of, this is <laughs> reflecting everything that we already. <laughs> and you've got a bow. <laughs> 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 we're reflecting on everything we got to discover in the first one and foreshadowing everything we're going to see in the third one. And there's never anything that's really good, but if your main, your main storyline is to have an explanation as to why two characters fall in love and sacrifice things for each other, this did not succeed. Exactly. No. Um, so they're actually nominated for an Oscar for best visual effects. That makes sense. Hmm. Um, if you can believe it, uh, but they ultimately lost to the two towers, which is that crazy to think too. that those were in the same year. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. That is um, crazy. Yes. And Christopher Lee's in both. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> um, and those trilogies. Yeah. And, uh, they, they might've not cleaned up at the Oscars, but they certainly earned themselves tons of Razzie nominations. Oh God. Yeah. Um, so they were nominated for. Worst picture, worst director, worst supporting actress, worst screen couple, and worst remake or sequel. And they took home the Razzie for worst screenplay and worst supporting actor for Hayden Christensen, obviously. Um, So 
And much like any of the middle, like Marcy was saying, the middle movies in a trilogy, it's kind of an awkward in-between of how it started and how it ends. But man, does this one end on a high note. Because next time, we're going to be looking at the movie that launched a thousand memes, Revenge of the Sith. (laughs) Launched a thousand memes. A thousand memes. Well done, Jay. (laughs) So that's, it's not going to be next week, but um, next time it comes around to me doing an episode. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to talking about this one because um, Allison and I went to go see it in theaters. And then we went, I think, three days later because we weren't g- convinced that it was real. We had to, like, really, like, it, we were like, I have to make sure that that actually happened. Yeah. It might wow. have even been more than that. When did it come out? Like, I feel like if it was, like, while we were in school, we might have seen it, like, a Friday night and then gone back on Sunday. Yeah, we're just like, no, there's no way. We must have missed something. Like, and we wow. must have misinterpreted something. And, like, this is, like, 2000 and I think it came out in 2004. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not old. I was 12. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that was garbage. <laughs> so Unbelievable garbage. Yeah, unbelievable garbage. Um, hmm. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that next time. Um, okay. It made a lot of money, so. It's that awkward thing of, like, you know where it goes. There's no, there's no surprise. Like, you're not, like, watching this movie. I mean, I guess maybe if you were actually a child and have never seen Star Wars, maybe you are. But you're not really, like, watching it and being like, wow, I wonder what happens to Anakin. Like, the second (laughs) he's introduced, you're like oh yeah, he's going to be Darth Vader. And you know what? Even if you aren't, a hun- like if you just forgot that in the first movie they mentioned that Luke's father is a guy named Anakin Skywalker, they constantly yeah. play the Darth Vader theme over top scenes it's of true. Anakin. <laughs> like, you know, I would time. kill, and- I would kill to be able to watch this entire series with someone who had never yeah, seen be any of actually. them before. I would love to do that, to just watch for their reactions and just pick their brains on on things you know like because there's just something that can't be you know like we can never look at it from that perspective Mm -hmm. because we grew up watching them and obviously we were seeing them in theaters as they came out Mm -hmm. and are seeing the new ones in theaters as they came out and we just can't put ourselves there just because of the order that they were released in but like I I think it would be so interesting to watch those with someone who had no idea about any of it yeah. and see what their reaction is. But I don't know if you guys, if you're listening to this and you're like, that's me, I did that. I would love to know your, what you thought of them. And maybe those are the people who really are excited for the series with him in it. Maybe yeah, it maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe this was their first way of seeing it. And then they went back and watched the other ones. I, mm-hmm. I bet if you do it that way, then Yeah. They wouldn't be so bad. There is a level of anticipation and expectation. So, yeah, Hmm. it's interesting. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It's not when I watched Star Wars the first time when I was whatever six. Like, (laughs) however, however, it was in my brain that I thought Darth Vader became Darth Vader. It wasn't this, and (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of disappointing. You know what? I bet you never questioned it. I bet you never thought. I wonder how he got there. No, probably not. <laughs> not because why would you? Sure. <laughs> well, why would you though? Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter. How many times have we watched movies where like people just show up and you're like, they, you know, like someone's like, oh, they're from my dark past. And like, that's all you get. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Because they're a good character. Like you don't care. He looks cool. He's got a crazy awesome voice. He kicks ass. He's got a red fucking lightsaber. Like what else do you need? Well, that's every, every character in Mandalorian's like that. Like there's just like, we have a history. Okay. Yeah. Buy it. (laughs) <laughs> this guy's been yeah. around. Exactly. Cara uh, Dune who? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not related to uh, Star Wars, but just talking about the difference between someone who turns good and someone who turns evil. But uh, there's an anime and a manga that I'm obsessed with called My Hero Academia. <laughs> and the way that they do their characters, like they have so many characters who have a parallel origin story. Like if you look at them, like what their life was at home that's like there's one character that's a hero who has like an abusive childhood and then there's a character that's a villain who also had an abusive childhood and they do a really good job of pointing out like the difference between people like it's all like individualistic Mm -hmm. right how you yeah do you grow up in a bad environment and think I'm going to do better or do you grow up in a bad environment and think okay I'm going to keep being bad Mm -hmm. And this movie just like all the the Star Wars prequels just don't have that. Like with Anakin, Mm -hmm. there's no, you see it with Luke in the original movies. There's bits Mm -hmm. where Luke is like, you know, kind of teetering on whether he's going to go to the dark side or Mm -hmm. not. And you feel it. But with this, it's like, we know Anakin goes to the dark side. And there's still points where I'm like, I don't know if he would. Like, (laughs) I don't know why Obi-Wan keeps training him. He's obviously evil. Like there's just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's yeah. just not good. I feel like they should definitely be like let that. go. Yeah. Is there a firing system for Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, he sucks. Like, yeah, how long does. have they been doing this? And we're still like, Obi-Wan's still like rolling his eyes and like. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like in The Phantom Menace, Obi-Wan must be like, he's supposed to be like 20-ish, right? Did mm. you say that? I, he's got the short hair and the little Padawan. Yeah. Like he's supposed like to be younger. Like, yeah, I would so say it's like that. Anakin and this one is like the same age as Obi-Wan and Phantom Menace. And think of just how like cooler mm-hmm. and more like in check Obi-Wan is. Like you think at this point yeah. it'd be like, hey man, it's not working. We gotta let you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. Let you go. Like, sorry, so I know we've your talked to count is off the fucking chart. <laughs> but in fact, <laughs> I'd never heard anybody mention Midichlorians until you came along. Weird, right? <laughs> so it almost seems like it was made up just for you. But it's like it's so strange. Like they're keeping him to honor Qui Gon. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I don't want to. Well, let's we'll go more next week. Yeah, <laughs> just sad. Now. There's yeah. It's and I'm I'm now with the realization that I have to watch another one of these. Whereas like yeah. up until just now, you I was know like, what yeah, though? It's later, later in it, my life, the next one <laughs> is so insane that it's actually quite enjoyable. That's what yeah, I find. I'll trust you. On I that. find that, but the end, like the end, like forty-five minutes, is just like what? That's what I felt with this one. I was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" What I don't know. Say, does Disney Plus have a watch party? Like we could all watch it together. Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll check that out. Yeah, that'd be fun. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> yeah, this thanks, guys. Too angry yeah, and saying. I know sometimes I this listen to pretty podcasts, long. especially about bad movies, and I'm always like, this and this. So, like, I don't know if you were like yelling at it 
yeah. with us. Feel free to send us an email if you have anything to add. Maybe you really like these movies and we would love to actually hear from you. We promise we will not make fun of you. If someone loves this movie, I want to know why because it just yeah. boggles yeah. my mind as to how that could happen. Hey. Um, yeah. And I truly want to understand your point of view. Yeah, I love the original Star Wars. Like, it was one of the most amazing things I ever saw as a six-year-old. I had so many Star Wars toys. I went as Darth Vader for Halloween. Like, I love it. Yeah. If someone says bad shit about Star Wars, I just, I can still like it. I don't get offended. Mm-hmm. Don't get offended. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just like so. to add that I went as Princess Leia the same year. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cute. <laughs> <laughs> There's two types of young. people in this world. People that go as Princess Leia and people that dress up as Darth Vader. I mean, I feel like the kind of person that goes with Princess Leia in that pigeonhole comment. Like, the kind of person that that it conjures up in your imagery. That's not Julia. No, No, that's not me. She she puts on beards. Yeah, yeah, like, all the time. Like, 90% of her costumes I was literally dressed up as, like, a man yesterday for almost no reason after I got (laughs) home from work. (laughs) So, I I like how it was almost no reason. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, follow us on Instagram, Odd Sisters Podcast. Uh, follow us on Facebook and uh, send us an email yeah. if you like. Yeah, and uh, we I have a uh, uh, website now. We do. If you stuck through this whole thing, yeah, check out our website. 